0: Welcome to another episode of Ran Out of Talent. I'm your host Joe Zer, Jr. And with me is Ryan Greening from Facebook's Ryan's Messy RC room. How's it going, Ryan?
1: What's up, party people? How you doing, Joe?
0: I'm doing alright. Just a little worn out. I got a little beat up today. Easter, I still went to the gym and got the crap kicked out of me.
1: You're nothing if you're not
0: dedicated. Right. <laughs> So, we were going to do this yesterday, but after a long day of racing, you did 99% of the announcing at the 510 yesterday. We were all just worn out.
1: I was shot. Chris was uh, into some adult beverages. That could make it that, fun, though. Yeah, it could go two ways, right? Yeah. I think it would have been fantastic, but... I was being selfish with the fact that I just figured my
0: voice was shot. Oh, for sure. I totally understand that. And Chris's was pretty shot, too, because he was just getting over bronchitis. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Got to give up those cigarettes, Chris.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we want you around for a long time, personally and for
0: uh, our own selfish reasons. Yeah. I quit smoking nine years ago today. Nice. No no kidding.
1: Hmm. Nine years. Congratulations, man.
0: Thanks, yeah. It took four years for the cravings to go away.
1: It's It sticks around that long, huh?
0: It's, uh, well, mental. Physical, they're gone, but it's like every time I got pissed, I got angry to a level 10, and all I thought is, I want a cigarette.
1: See, and I I, I just have no uh, personal experience to relate to something like that. I, I don't get it because I've never been in it.
0: It's a stupid addiction. That's all it is.
1: Well, there's a lot of addictions out there.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so, real quick, I wanted to talk about the history podcast we did last week. For one, that was oh, man. one of my most downloaded episodes. I apologize for Eric's Skype. So, what happened was I was ignoring the levels on the recording program and just listening to them through my headphones. And Sure. Je- and Jeff goes, "Can you turn him up at all?" And I, I kind of shook my head, no, because I, if I would have turned him up, that last little part of the podcast would have just been static. Oh,
1: he would have blown our eardrums out. But yeah, honestly, Joe, that I have been waiting for you or somebody to do that exact podcast for ever since I got into the hobby, and I I haven't been in that long, but I've been waiting for it for five years. It was fantastic.
0: Well, here's the deal. We're going to have to do about one a month. The next, <laughs> right. one, the next one I think I'm going to do, and I talked to him, is with Corey Hins at the MNRC oh, at round one to do the Brainerd history, and I hope you can make it because you wanted to do some of the Brainerd history.
1: Well, and then uh, I don't know how much talking he'd want to do on a microphone, but... Uh, Trevor Johnson is right there too for all of that he's been racing for a long time as you, well
0: man I don't know if he is around for the early Corey days do you know Corey used to hold races in his parents yard
1: <laughs> I haven't heard any stories about that but definitely uh, there's stories about either the Brainerd high school or maybe maybe a armory or something like that I mean they have they have stories that you know go oh, back yeah. into the 90s.
0: They do, and like I said on the last podcast, we didn't have the internet back then, so the Brainerd guys and the Duluth guys, it was a totally different world back then. Right. So, um, also, today, off Amazon, I was looking at how much it would cost to digitize VHS tapes, and then I looked up on how much a cord would cost to hook from my computer to a VCR and digitize myself, it cost me thirty bucks for the cord. <laughs> so, uh, Chad Oshio or Audio, I don't know what it is, Ashio or Audio. It's been so long since I've heard his name said, but he stopped by at the 510 yesterday, and sure. he gave me about four or five VHS tapes. Senior has VHS tapes. I'm sure more people have some, so. I'll, I could post them along with the History Podcast. Oh, yeah, that's... what's going to be
1: your platform for that?
0: What do you mean my platform?
1: What you'll be uh, distributing it on.
0: YouTube, and then I'll just post the links. Perfect.
1: Yeah. Uh, what are we going to see out of like your first episodes?
0: Oh, you mean the the History VHS tapes? Correct. I'm just going to hit record. I'm no, gonna... I mean, uh, what are,
1: what are we looking forward to? Like for your first uh, records, oh, oh, what are they oh. going to be of?
0: So we have Bam Bam's old cable access television show. <laughs> uh you have me at eight years old, me blaming my entire car that I didn't do well in a race. <laughs> um, you got a lot of racing between the old school fast guys um you have just a ton of stuff i don't know what's on chad ashio's tapes i think there's some more bam bam shows all that stuff but there's a just a bunch of old racing um i also talked to brian repke and i still need to talk to a guy named paul Gule and a guy named john meyer they were we'll say friendly rivals back in the day because they were all sponsored by competing hobby shops and they all raced sure. the same classes and they were all right there. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, yeah. Also speaking of history, you're building a Brian Kinwald tribute car. You're building a triple X BK two.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was uh that was the plan. My first, Uh, attempt was a swing and a miss because I was so excited about the idea that popped into my head that I didn't go back and do the proper um, research because I don't come from that era of RC like you guys do and I got taken and you know I deserved every bit of it I got taken on eBay on a car that wasn't even close it was a triple X spec so anybody that had ever seen that car from 2003 or 2004 would have known right away when they looked at it that that wasn't a BK2. Well, I didn't know that. I figured it out when I opened up the manual and started looking for parts I needed to replace. And I was like, oh man, this isn't even it. I felt so stupid that I did my research after the fact instead of ahead of time. So I I contacted that guy. I contacted eBay and I said, hey, this isn't what you told me what it was. So I'm going to send it back. You're going to return my money and that same day i was still so excited about it i couldn't wait i bought another one the actual bk2
0: okay well did that uh triple x spec have the blue tires it
1: did it had blue tires on it and it had uh blue rod ends which i actually wish i would have taken off and put something else as a replacement because those as cheap and simple as they are those are the last piece of my puzzle that I'm having a hard time finding. I can find other blue stuff that's kind of close,
0: it but it insane. ain't it.
1: And I paid premium dollar for some Trinity parts that were Trinity blue that were actually on his race cars. Okay. And so I mean I'm not I'm not really sparing any expense with it because when I when I look at it, you know, when I take a look up at Ryan's messy RC desk yeah. and I see that car, I I want it to look like pretty close to what he would have driven other than i'm not going to do all the hack job stuff to the chassis like you guys did
0: yeah well that's the thing the hack job stuff to the chassis was kind of the minnesota and wisconsin group guys what we did was we um cut out the front of the the battery slot and we moved the servo forward and we jammed the battery against the servo sure Just to get all that weight up front.
1: (laughs) And um, just for the people, you know, that realize that I didn't race in that era, you know, what kind of skin does Ryan have in this Brian Kinwald game? Since I was a little kid, I desperately wanted to race RC cars. First off, I wanted to, you know, to own one. Yes. I I grew up in a racing family. So if I owned a vehicle that could have been raced, that's what we did with it. And my dad had the good sense, you know, I already had expensive hobbies like racing BMX like you, Uh, or I played hockey. That was very expensive for my folks. And eventually I got into motorcycle racing, racing, which was uber expensive. And so my dad didn't get me that car and we didn't go racing, but I went to the hobby shops a lot because my dad flew planes and so he always needed parts. So I would go to hobby and see races going on i lived in ember grove heights so i'd go to the mall and see people racing at dewey's yep and so the only thing that i could do that had a real connection to rc racing was i read the magazines and brian kinwald was on every other page oh, yeah. of those magazines back then and that is my that's my initial spark the, the love that I have for this hobby Goes all the way back to being that young And seeing Kinwald in those in those Magazines so that's why I wanted to do this
0: Right right for sure um, Like I said back then You had two Big RC celebrities It was Kinwald and Masami And I thought about it at the end of the Donathan episode and I'm like Masami was bigger But I'm like no he wasn't because Kinwald was on every other page of the magazine, whether it be an ad or him giving a tip or his race report or this or that. It was literally, you'd see Kinwald, Trinity ad, turn the page, Traxxas, next page, Kinwald wins the a. main at the Cactus Classic. <laughs> you know, keep on going.
1: Yep. Yeah, he was all, he was. I mean, I would imagine he was a lot more marketable to the u.s crowd so that's why he got all the play in the u.s magazines
0: oh yeah for sure he was he raced bmx a lot like us i didn't know that yeah he raced bmx until he was about 14 15 years old and he started racing and he was just right there so and yeah
1: you know his death caught me off guard you know i i didn't i i knew there was issues that he dealt with his you know throughout adulthood like like Crohn's disease and stuff like that and that's a that's a nasty thing for people to have to deal with but I'm I'm not sure on the particulars that led to his death or anything like that but I it was very unexpected for me what do you you know what are your thoughts
0: there was something else I forget what it was I forget the name of the disease sure but we had a racer up in cloquet like I said named Derek Johnson he had the same thing as Kinwald, but it was way more far it was farther along. And sure. like his skin was grey, all that. It was Oh wow. Yeah, it included blood transfusions. I it can't be just Crohn's.
1: Right. Yeah, and then I, I heard he had a had an injury recently too. Oh. I didn't that's know if it good. was related to that, so
0: Yeah. Either way, no matter what, it sucks. Yeah, it's super sucks. He's working on RC stuff probably till the end.
1: Yeah, I would imagine. You know,
0: because you go to the a day band-
1: before or whatever. Yeah. I was I was just in that that um, area, not necessarily that tracks in Tempe, right? Yep. Tempe, Arizona. Yes. Um, I was in a in a suburb of Phoenix just a few weeks ago visiting my sister, and it was it was right after yep he had passed and i was like oh man how how cool would that have been to take a drive over there and to walk in and see brian Kenwald working on a car
0: do you know that happened to senior yeah let's hear it so senior uh went down to arizona to visit my grandma i think my grandpa was yeah my grandpa was also still alive so he went to visit his parents down in Arizona, and his, he has a brother that lived lives there, and um, he went to there was another indoor track in Arizona. It wasn't the outdoor, or no, it was a tra- It was a track where they had the Cactus Classic, but they had just put the roof on. I think that's sure. what it was. I think, and senior went there. He wasn't wasn't supposed to be. It wasn't supposed to be an RC trip at all. My, I think my mom was kind of pissed about this. He went there and bought a Traxxas Slash, eraser racer box stock Slash class. This was probably back in two thousand and nine. Sure. And Brian Kinwald came there. I think my dad might have said like two words to him. Wrenched, ran a battery, and kind of just. Took off. I think that was a lot of the <laughs> stuff he did. Like, he probably tried something. Eh, it didn't work exactly how he wanted to. Took off and whatever.
1: Back to the laboratory.
0: Yeah, but, uh, see, seniors has I know seen him more, and I explain my story. A couple of times on this podcast with them chain smoking in the back of TCHR.
1: (laughs) That was fabulous, by the way. I had had no idea that those guys were in Minnesota
0: at one time, so that's great. Oh man, I wish you knew how huge it was. (laughs) I I wish you could have been racing in those days. Yeah, it was a different time. It was just was
1: that the place that John Click had a lot to do with. Mm. Or like he went there a lot, or John
0: Click went there a lot. He went to a lot of okay. places a lot, but sure. yeah. you know we also did talk about Jason Chang's track. Jason Chang had a track. <laughs> what? Yeah, two thousand and five or six, called Battlebots
1: Extraordinaire.
0: Yeah, called Air Lake Hobbies in Lakeville. Okay, it was just a little. Little track, it was nice, but it was little, and yeah, the on-road crowd turned into a drama show and they shut the doors.
1: Oh, bummer. That happens, but... He's a neat dude. I, I like running into him.
0: Yeah, he's, I like seeing what's new in his pits that we can't get.
1: Oh my goodness. Well, I just... Even the rare stuff, but more like the... For me, it's the monetary side of things. Like, I'm sitting there with a $20 pit board. Yeah. And I look over at him, and he's got a $450 one.
0: That's why it feels so good when you beat him.
1: <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> I haven't had the chance to race him yet. but
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I beat him a couple. He beat me at the state champs. He made it to the A main. I did not. But I beat him a couple of times this winter. <laughs> I was pretty happy with that.
1: He doesn't run a whole lot. I go, um, I'm kind of snoopy, so when I go to DHR, Dollar Hobbies Raceway, and I'm putting laps down with either of my 12th scale cars, I'll go and I'll look up other people's sessions yep. if I know they were there recently, Yep. and I mean... He he barely puts any laps in. He he'll spend all day up there
0: I was organizing
1: pits and making making cables look awesome and you know, doing his personal stuff too, doing taking business calls yep. and whatnot. But he he just he really enjoys that pit time.
0: Yeah, I know? was gonna say he was probably there, just never put a car down. <laughs> right. So I I wanna talk about our seasons because they kind of crisscross in an odd way
1: yeah for sure
0: so i started off my fall winter season running 12 scale and saying eh, i'm done with 10 scale off-road for quite a while and then you said i'm never gonna race carpet 12 scales not my <laughs> deal all that crap
1: did i say that yeah that yeah, sounds like something I'd say. So then
0: in January, I get a mini-truggy, and then around then, you get a 12-scale. <laughs> yep. And then you're stuck at DHR, and I'm running that mini-truggy anywhere I can, and then I end up with a B6.1. I mean, it, it's kind of funny to where it's like half the season I'm 12-scale only, then the other half, it. I'll tell you what, it was painful to run a 12 skit. I did well at the state champs, but it was painful because I knew I could be running my mini-truggy somewhere else.
1: And I I think we both made good decisions in opposite ways because I was starting to tire of clay. I was racing a little too much of it, doing all the the tire prep, breathing in liquid wrench and coming home smelling like garbage. Yes. I was getting sick of that. And I walked into dollar just to revisit the place. And I knew that eventually they were going to have some off-road stuff going on. So I wanted to inquire about that. And I took one look at a Roche car and it was just, it was so beautiful. I had to have it. And it, it sparked me. And got me through the rest of the winter season and I was I was excited to do both again yeah. at that point.
0: Yeah. I I don't know. I'm excited next season for I don't know what I'm gonna do next winter to be honest with you. I think you're gonna race Truggy
1: and two to wheel drive buggy, personally.
0: I would rather just race Truggy. The buggy yeah. the buggy is uh, okay, I race I was gonna race mod yesterday. But I was still breaking in tires, and that car is evil when you're breaking in tires.
1: Sure. Yeah, it turns like on a dime.
0: So. Yeah, I got it. It, it worked well at yeah. the last two runs of the day,
1: but you had some super fast laps. Yeah, for sure.
0: I I was frustrated with myself. All my stuff is right on point. I just need to stop yep. crashing.
1: Yeah, your your car and your truck are very good.
0: Except right for now. in the main, uh, I had a super bent ball stud to wear. I, so the rhythm section, I was doing it correct most of the day with the mini truggy. But then in the main, I kept flipping over on the last part of it. I'm like, why am I doing this? Why is this happening? So I started taking it a different way just to get through the race. I get off the stand. I'm like, I was just doing it wrong, telling myself it was me. And then I go look at my truck my driver's side wheel, rear wheel, had probably plus five to six degrees of camber. Uh, my ball stud the hub was U-shaped.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, well, there's, you know, there's so, a lot of inertia so was, out on the ends of those tires. It was so.
0: probably catching that edge when it landed and just oh, sending it over.
1: Yeah. And, it, you know, that that track is at the end of its life, too. So, if you... If you were setting your car down and you got it in one of those holes, and you were starting to turn for the corner, that was right. it. You were on your lid. Yep. Well, that's another um,
0: thing we should talk about. The uh, <laughs> yesterday was the last race at the five ten. For uh, the
1: last last big race. Yep. They have one more club weekend.
0: They have one more club weekend. Yep. Okay. The May fourth, they're turning it into an oval. Yeah, mega oval until October. So that'll be interesting. I'm going to see if he has a rent to ride
1: There you go. I didn't even think of that. That's a good way to go and, and support it because, you know, I, I'm really grateful to Chris for stepping up and taking that place over and keeping what I feel is a really good thing going. And then he's... He's only improving
0: That's every, I'm every time we go there to race. The improvements I've seen at that track have, I've never, I mean, the place has been around since, what, 2013? 12, I think, yep. Yeah, 2012. And this season is the first season, well, Steve Basie made the little racer's lounge or whatever, but Chris really amped everything up.
1: For sure. And it, it was good too, um, you know, he had in the early days this season, he had uh, Sean Van Dalen helping him with, with track layout changes right. and working dirt and, and teaching him whatever he didn't know of that side of things. And now he's he's doing it on his own and he's putting his own personality into it. And he, he did a great job with this last layout. It was awesome.
0: Oh, for sure, for sure. I I hated that last crossover layout.
1: <laughs> that was rough. Yep.
0: But then this, the newest one he did, I it was nice. I really yep. liked it.
1: Yeah, I had a lot of fun the last month there for
0: sure. And I mean,
1: I had fun there all year. That's that's the I said it before. That's the place I fell in love with RC racing, and it, it's going to have a place in my heart now
0: and forever. Oh, so. for sure, for sure. And the toy box is great too. But I only ran there when they had the one layout.
1: Yep. Oh yeah, I remember you coming in and running chuggy there. Yep.
0: Yeah, I was there 2 weeks ago also. Cool. How was it? It was great. Um my truck was super super edgy. I was on my last setup, the setup before the one I'm on now. Mhm. Um and I was trying to run tires with that had a little bit of tread on them.
1: Sure. Did you need slicks?
0: Yeah. 100 okay i i let tony anderson use my slicks because i'm sure. like yeah these will be fine no 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 <laughs> you do not well, that was
1: a solid move of you that was cool of you to do that get yeah. a new guy into the class yeah
0: for sure well he he wanted to put a brand new set of positrons down i'm like not here dude
1: <laughs> they'd be gone
0: yeah there there goes 70 bucks exactly it's like run these I mean, I've been running those slicks at the toy box for probably four or five times, and they're whatever. Yep, that's what I
1: bring there. I I bring slicks, and I liquid. That's the only thing on a Truggy that I liquid wrench is the slicks. And I was thinking a long time ago that I was going to have those wheels available because them tires were shot, but they still work at the toy box. Yeah.
0: So have you tried different wheels on the Truggy. like have you done gone through de and jc and ae no j
1: concepts but i have both i have de wheels i have ae associated wheels yep. and i have tlr wheels which are i believe their stadium truck wheels are a different offset yes they are um the only reason I ran them is because they came in a huge tire lot that I bought off of Tony Casper for almost nothing.
0: Okay. And I was
1: like, well, I got tons of mini pins and stuff like that for my two-wheel drive buggy. Right. And I, got, I had a fresh pair of dirt webs in there, so I wasn't not going to use them. I had to.
0: Yeah. So did you notice any difference on the feeling, or are they all pretty much the same?
1: I didn't notice a different feeling, but Fitment is definitely different. When you put an AE wheel on there, it slides right on. Yeah. The first time and the first few times that I used DE wheels, because of the the interesting design that a Techno Hex has, the stock Hex, they're tough to get on and off your okay. first few times, but then they wear in, and they're fine
0: yeah. after that. Well, I really like the way the DE ones glue up. Sure. So, and well, that's huge. Yeah, the D's glue up just super easy. So, I don't know, that's just kind of a question I had. But yeah, our seasons, they kind of cross paths January, January, February. It's like, I'm like, yeah, I think I'm done with on road for the winter. And you're like, yeah, I think I'm done with off road for the winter. <laughs> but and you I did raise some off road it- still.
1: Yeah, it didn't take me long to to come back because I initially in the season, I was trying to push that class and I I don't have the online presence that you have. So I was doing my best to push it and not really getting anywhere. But then when I saw that you and we started talking and you said you were going to get into it, I'm like, perfect. You know, both of us really advocate for the classes that we run and the places that we run at. Maybe we can make a dent here. And y- I'll say you totally did. I think You, we both you saved did. that class for the season
0: for us. I'm a little frustrated. I'm still frustrated at Patrick and Matt Hinsman.
1: Yeah, I wish they would have held on just a little while longer. I see why they did it. <laughs> they, they showed up a bunch of times at Toy Box, and they weren't able to run them. Um, I don't make it to the Toy Box all that often unless yeah. I'm out of work at that time or I'm off. Um, it's tough for me with my well, schedule, but I love racing there. But so they showed up a bunch of times, they couldn't run their trucks, and they got rid of them. And what I said, the same in the same line, because I was showing up to the 510, there wasn't very many of them. But I said, I'm having so much fun with this truck, you could not pay me to sell it. Yeah. I, I wouldn't do it. I don't care if I can't race it, I'll practice with it, because it's that much fun.
0: Right. Only one time that I've ran it, I've... I went to the toy box and I was forced to run it with a pro four. Yeah. Or a few of them. And then a couple yeah, weeks. That's rough. Yeah. A couple. Uh, there's not
1: there's nothing pro about pro four. Report. No.
0: The next week I bought a B 6.1 just in case that happened
1: again. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that is the class to run at the toy box. Two wheel drive buggy is a blast there.
0: Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, so, yeah, it's been a good winter season. I'm looking forward to Omaha coming up this week.
1: Yeah, the, you got, you've got you got the Hobbyplex Spring 10th Scale Off-Road Champs to look forward to.
0: And you might.
1: And I don't, because I found out, not found out, I re-found out that we have Andy Grammer tickets for this weekend. Oh. Because... I when I had to change up my vacation schedule and I gave up that Omaha weekend, I told my wife that and then obviously I became available for whatever plans we made and she found Andy Grammer tickets, which he's our favorite artist
0: okay. together. So yep. I'm going to that. Oh, that's not bad. Chris Kamarzik no, was talking about, about it. it yesterday.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I was gonna I was gonna wait until Thursday, see if I was forced in for the weekend. And then, gosh, I don't know why I keep getting messages. Sorry about that. That's Um, all right. I was going to see if I was forced in for the weekend, and if not, I was just going to call in sick Friday and Monday. Run down there, race out of my car if I had to. If if people had rooms or whatever, I would have gotten in on that. But I, uh, yeah, I wanted to be there, but you know, stuff
0: comes up. Right, right.
1: So Um, tell me about it. What are your expectations? What do What do you want to do?
0: I'm a little nervous. (laughs)
1: nervous about what
0: first this is joey's first weekend race i'm bringing him to that requires like i brought him to the christmas classic but that was different because we went home every night yes so this is first hotel race where we stay at a hotel and it's thursday through sunday
1: sure is grandpa coming yes all right. You're yeah. fine. You're
0: dialed. I'm so happy I talked him into it.
1: <laughs> for sure.
0: And then um another thing, Alex was talking about doing a crossover, which there's levels to the track building game, for sure. And Alex is a high-level black belt at building tracks, so I trust him. But man, crossovers ugh.
1: They're tough. They screw, Yeah, the cars crossing your line of vision that yep. screws things up for Nine, sure.
0: Ninety-five percent of the crossovers that I've ever seen or ever raced on have been, in one way or another, a failure.
1: If you've had experience on, if you haven't had experience on them, they look awesome on paper,
0: and I'm then wor- you go
1: run one and you're like, man, that sucked.
0: I'm worried about Joey with it. Sure. You know, it's just. I would not let him marshal near it. That's not what I'm worried about. But he sees things like that and freaks out and like can can he you single single it, you know, through there type thing. Maybe he'll be
1: okay because he's never had he hasn't had any experience with it yet, so he hasn't had a bad experience.
0: Yes. But other than that I trust him. If he thinks he can build a proper crossover, he can build a proper crossover.
1: His tenth skill Tracks are the things I dream about.
0: His A-scale tracks are awesome. I've raced on several. Yeah. I mean, there's been one time where there was one small section that I did not like. <laughs> I mean, and that was just me because I had a techno. That's why I didn't like it.
1: <laughs> was it rough?
0: Well, the deal was was he had um, stairs. He, he He made dirt stairs down. Mm-hmm. And all the technos were trash going down them. Sure. And that's why I decided to get rid of it because everything else what, looked fantastic going down them.
1: What are your personal expectations for that race?
0: Ah, uh, I want. What are you hoping
1: to get out of the weekend?
0: I do not know my competition. Let's lay that out. Yep. I want to podium mini truggy. Yeah. I want to make the A in independent stock buggy. Both things could be possible, both things. I think
1: they're realistic for you. Could it, be impossible.
0: I do not know my competition.
1: I have a feeling you're going to show up and your cars are going to be right there.
0: Oh, they are. So it's it's going to be it. yeah. it's going to
1: be on the driver.
0: It will be. And that's why I'm kind of go I was going to go Friday and just do the controlled practice, but ah I just want to go out there and burn packs for a day. Yep. So, uh, but yeah, other than that, um, there was a bunch of people from Minnesota going from the St. Cloud Foley, the 510 group, but a bunch of people bailed out.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think the, there's a couple things there, right? Like people are kind of over 10th scale. The, the weather got
0: Thursday super awesome. Thursday Thursday practice is one of the biggest things.
1: Really? That didn't scare me away at all. I was I was fine with going down there. I was I think most of the people that were going are really good drivers and they wouldn't have needed an entire Thursday to burn laps. I think they could have gotten in what they needed between yep. controlled practice and then, you know, maybe use your first qualifier to to shake out the last jitters. Right. Or whatever. I, I think a lot of it is, Sean's track's
0: going to be ready this week. Oh, right, More than right, likely. Right. Yeah, but no, I talked to three people that I expected to be there, three higher-level guys. Sure. And they all said Thursday practice. That's why. No
1: sh- no kidding. Yep. Huh.
0: And I'm like, well, I, I, I don't like it either myself, but I kind of do. There's good and bad. You don't, you don't have to. Uh, like you said, the controlled practice will get you there.
1: I would get it if we were going straight into quals on Friday, because I get bummed out when I go to an MNRC race, if I can't make Friday and get a bunch of laps in, it bums me out because when we get to the first qual, there's people that absolutely know that layout. They know their breaking points. They know all that stuff. And that's, that's tough to race against when it's somebody that's at your level. Right, But, I mean, you got a whole other day of controlled practice, dude.
0: I know. I know. It's, it just turned a lot of people off. But it, last year, I do not know how many entries there were. But I, I kind of did the math of all the Minnesota guys that are still signed up that I know aren't going and all that. There's a little over 200 entries.
1: That's still pretty good. For a 10th scale race in uh, late, late April.
0: Yeah, for sure. This is an independent stock buggy is the biggest. That's going to be so much fun. Do you know what the second biggest is, I think? I think if I remember seeing this correctly. 13.5 stadium truck. I would not have guessed that. No. Not at all no it was it was stock buggy so his independent stock was biggest then it was stock buggy then it was thirteen five stadium truck
1: oh no you know what that does make sense because that's that would be a bunch of people that want to get dialed in for nationals
0: okay yeah that makes sense I don't know but i I can't wait to go and their track is tracks always high grip Right. So that, w- that was one thing that was different at the 510 yesterday was he had the doors open. Sure. So the track was still grooved, but it was a dry groove. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Yeah. If you, they're in the main line, uh, right. in the first half of the race, when you still had your sauce. Yeah. Th- it was, it was like, like running on pavement. I mean. Right. It, you were it's, glued to the track. But it, if you got off into the soft stuff, that yeah, was it bad. Was,
0: there were problems. It was still, there's still a ton of grip, but it wasn't sticky feeling.
1: Yep. Yeah, I felt that. Um, I don't use very aggressive sauce on my Truggy, so my truck dances around right. a little more than everybody else's does. Okay. So I had to be, I drove more careful than I usually do
0: yeah. yesterday. Oh, I hate to bring a kind of ditch on the omaha thing but daniel cost he um converted a yokomo made it into a truggy it was very good he popped you don't
1: see guys just show up with stuff like that like there was that one guy this year that showed up with kind of a rinky dink b64 setup he didn't have the different towers yeah you can't all do that, that stuff and that truck was bad yeah you can't do that that was good is that a good driver too i don't know anything about him
0: he's pretty damn close to my level good yeah cause his,
1: his truck looked awesome
0: yeah his 20 his buggy was crap I, I don't know if you're friends with him online but uh nope oh he burnt a brand new set of positrons on his uh stock buggy there was something wrong with his stock buggy
1: okay so he had a lot of wheel spin you're saying
0: right i've at the five I've never seen anybody burn up a set of tires in stock in one day
1: uh we we were doing it earlier this year okay okay on tro- on trophy days so three three eats and
0: in a main yeah but
1: but it it shouldn't be a thing
0: yeah he um but he popped a ball cup in the start of the main but other than that he was right there with me i mean my truck was a little bad but i was expecting to lap him and just pull away from him i couldn't pull away from him he was yeah right there
1: yeah i caught um i don't know why i had a little bit of add going on Yesterday, oh no! I was calling his heat because he wasn't in our heat. I was wondering how I was watching him drive his Truggy, but it was because he wasn't in our heat. Yeah, he he did great. I hope he comes back.
0: Um, he might. He's um, he runs up in Warren, but uh, I don't even know where that is. Uh let's say Fargo. Sure, that helps. There was something strange that happened yesterday. Do you want a little uh, pit gossip?
1: Heck yeah. Do I want to gossip? Come on.
0: So there was a guy, I cannot remember his name for the life of me, because I would put him on blast for this situation. He was one of the Fargo guys, but he drove separately. He has some beef with John Carlson, which some people, I, I get it. You know what I mean? I get it. He's kind of like us, right? He's a polarizing character. Very much so. But sometimes he just argues to argue. Sometimes he has a point. This is Mm -hmm. John Carlson, that is. Well, this guy and John Carlson, I guess, don't get along. I don't know the history behind it. I was just told this. And the guy goes, yesterday, everything I had worked absolutely perfectly, blah, 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 blah. And then he goes, today my radio won't bind, this isn't working, that's not working, whatever. John Carlson had one of his guys down here sabotage his stuff yesterday and he left before round one. No way. Yes. How crazy is that?
1: That's a, uh, you know, to... To steal one of your former podcast shows. That is savage.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that that's a level of paranoia that I haven't seen since the 90s. I, I haven't uh, heard... What, th-
1: what percentage of foundedness would you put in that?
0: Nobody. nobody. Nobody there is... I mean, I'm sure there were friendly people of... People who are friendly with John Carlson that was at the 510 yesterday... But yep. nobody was a strong enough homie that'll sabotage another guy's vehicle right
1: yeah i I, I don't see that either i'm uh I race b r c yeah against John yeah, and yeah i th- I think he's a great guy i I see some of the stuff he does online and and he pisses people off and and so do I, so I'm not going to look yeah. down on him for
0: that it it is what it is, like Max Holloway says it it is what it is. <sighs> So, I, I just thought that was kind of funny.
1: That is super funny. I, I know who you're talking about. And yeah, I'll just leave it at that. I'm not going to talk any trash on them.
0: Yeah. Um, let's see what else do I have in my notes. Um, the MNRC Race 1's also coming up 3rd week of May.
1: Moto Dome. But let's not forget before that, the weekend before everybody Should be going to Full Throttle RC Raceway in Foley. Shake out all your bugs. Do Sean's Club Race Series. It's a blast.
0: I might bring my Mini Truggy because you know the way I maintain my vehicles. I won't have time to do the proper maintenance between Sean's and the Motodome if I were to race a Nitro Buggy.
1: I totally get it, and if you're in for punishment... There is a two-wheel drive class. <laughs> I don't think the grip level is going to be where it's at on an MNRC weekend, which that was actually fun last summer. The main event yeah. for Stock Buggy, I actually, for the very first time I was under, or sorry, it wasn't Stock Buggy last year. It was open two-wheel drive. That was um, your uh, brainchild. I didn't have child. enough power. Okay. I didn't have enough power in two-wheel drive buggy, and that was the first time since I started racing that outdoors I didn't have enough power.
0: Yep, yep. Um, also, I believe m- the weekend of May 4th, Shamrock is starting up.
1: Oh, he's ready, huh? I saw them getting stuff. I saw pictures of them
0: They're you know, building. laying
1: out their, all their obstacles and stuff, and I'm I'm pretty excited about it.
0: So we have a lot of stuff coming up for 10th scale and oh. A scale. Rick's is oh, going to be I starting mean- up May 4th.
1: If you can't come up with summer plans for RC,
0: you're not trying. No. Um, You've
1: got, if you want, if you're an on-road guy only, you can still run at Dollar Hobbies. I think, yeah, MMR does some stuff still. Wednesdays. Off-road at Dollar Hobbies is coming soon. Yep. There's going to be weeknight races. There's going to probably be weekend races. Yes. They're still working stuff out, looking for a full-time weekend race director i told them i could fill in i told them i couldn't be their main guy
0: yeah no you can't Um, and i also told you personally and i'm telling everybody out there you cannot do that job for free maybe give them one for free but in general you cannot do that job for free and what i do on a club day is i charge three dollars per entry You'd... Yep,
1: and I remember you telling me that back when, and that is my going right now. So yeah. I, I did, uh, I did this yesterday's pro bono because it was a fun race, and I wanted yeah. Chris Martin to just have a blast all day long and right. commiserate with his with his customers and all that. But anything else, yeah, I'm I'm getting paid to to announce at this point. Right. So technically, I'm not at your level. Technically, I still get help from you, no, you... on little intricate stuff with the program. Yeah. But when it comes to announcing, I'm pretty confident in what I bring to the racetrack, and I need to get paid for it.
0: So, so. you you and I would make a good roar team, because I'm a better race director, but you're a little bit better announcer.
1: I agree
0: 100%. So, anyways, yeah. We had
1: two mics. If you would have had more time, I could have called the on-track action. You could have called the computer, and it would have been awesome.
0: I, I wish I had time, but uh, round yeah, you one. Didn't. Round one, I got hung up with my stuff. I had a bunch of work to do on the Truggy. I stripped a spur gear, and I had to figure out why. I still haven't figured it out. I just tightened the mesh a little more, and it seems to be okay. Because the mesh felt good. Once I replaced the spur gear, I'm like, why did this happen? Did you just have Megaflex, or what? It must have been. Sure. That can
1: easily happen with a Truggy.
0: And then round two, I took um, a friend's four-wheel buggy who was running sportsman and i got her um just all of her camber and toe and all that stuff and ride height yeah. correct
1: that was chels right
0: yeah it worked out well yeah and
1: shout out to her she drove so awesome yesterday yeah.
0: for being so damn overpowered <laughs> all sportsman, these sportsmen baby all these sportsmen all these sportsmen you know what i want and Chris Martin was talking about this, and he says the only issue is the Pro 4 guys that run um, that run Sportsman. Everyone in Sportsman should have the $45 fixed-timing hobby wing. Absolutely. Until you can get I, that car around the track, until you're ready to graduate to another class, Putting a modified in your car should be earned.
1: Well, it it just you know it comes down to um, they're they're just looking to do a lot better right away, right? Right. Well, no. And, and I was of- guilty of it when I started, so I think the best thing. And he's got the idea in his head now. Yeah. So he's gonna keep an open sportsman class that'll be you know pro four stadium truck buggies whatever. And then I think he's going to push a sportsman stock buggy next year. And that'll be that fixed timing that's
0: a hobby good wing idea.
1: motor, 17.5. It's super weak. It's super slow. That's what we run in spec 12th. You know that. Your, your yeah. dad loves that class. And it's the second slower
0: um, lap than regular.
1: Exactly. I think that's going to be a phenomenal class for the sportsman drivers so that they don't have to drop right into stock buggy. Yep. And dude, stock buggies are fast right now. They
0: are. To be fair though, a lot of these people are buying their stuff in a lot or they yep. look up a setup sheet. Oh, he had a six five R one V sixteen motor and that's what I should have in mind. Absolutely. Type I 3.
1: when I first came to the five ten, uh I came there with an SCT 4, 410.3 yep. Techno, had a blast with it. And I'm like, well, I need another car. I looked at who I thought was having the most fun, and that was the Mod Wheeler guys, the Mod uh, four-wheel drive buggies. Yep. So I went out, bought a Mod Wheeler, threw a 5.5 in it, and you know broke every time that I was on the track, just like you see a lot of people do. Oh, it's sure. It's a very common mistake, and you don't know until you know.
0: Yeah, right, right. And wheelers, if you power them way, 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 way down, they're very easy. Anything four-wheel drive, if you slow them down enough, is way easier to drive than a two-wheel drive vehicle.
1: Yeah, and you saw several people yesterday running four-wheel drives that had two-wheel drives earlier in the year, and they look like they are having a lot of
0: fun. Right, right. Um, Hey, we didn't talk about heads-up racing yesterday.
1: <laughs> sort of heads-up.
0: Yeah, that's frustrating. we got to figure I that out. About that. we got to figure that out. But it was still fun. Um, I, somebody who hasn't been around as long as I have actually asked, what's Heads Up Racing? And that's everybody's on the same clock. You grid it up, and you race. I think I have an idea, though, for round two resorts. And it's a simple thing to do is you resort by your fastest three consecutive laps.
1: I think I saw that option in there when i was when I was compiling you know yeah. the next round
0: yeah that that's the way you do that and your regular time still counts, but mm-hmm. it's resorted through the fastest three consecutive laps.
1: What um, I really wanted to do to make it really fair is um my first idea was I was going to stack the heats based on points from the year. Yep. Well, we ran out of time and we made it random. And I thought, well, that would, it would be democratic to then flip the starting order for the next race just based on the starting order of the first round. And I wasn't able to find an option I like that. that. So communist. we just went with what it was.
0: I call that communist. You're You're taking away from people that have, Earn the spot, and you're giving it. Eh, to the-
1: they, but but they in the first round, the guy that got to start first, he didn't earn that. That was luck of the draw.
0: That's true. Yep. I get
1: you. I see where you're coming from.
0: But if you sort it by your three consecutive laps, there's that's just rock solid. Yep, I agree. But yeah, no, it it was fun. It brought me back to the 80s and the 90s. And you guys did that all the time? Every week. Because did you race in
1: the era where people were just holding a counter in their hand and clicking a button and
0: watching one car? My first year I did. And then we went to Max Models and they had a computer. They had a guy sometimes they had a guy pushing the button and sometimes they had a guy they had A guy pushing the buttons, the numerical buttons, like one through nine. Man, that sounds like a job. It's not bad. I've hand-counted people.
1: Well, it's fine when you're only doing one car. Right. And you showed me that trick last year at, at FTR. That was great, by the way. I can't remember. I think it was like Tony Anderson or Tony Swenson or something like that wasn't counting. Yep. And so I just hit the number. But if you had to do that for all five, seven, nine cars, that'd be a nightmare.
0: Yep, is usually five or six cars on the track. You had one guy calling the race and one guy just punching numbers.
1: <laughs> that's dedication.
0: Yep, and that's the way that used to be. But we did not have IFMAR back in, in basically until 2000. We didn't have IFMAR qualifying. And what's so life is, was
1: good until... The- 2000
0: what's funny is on the old programs you didn't get to see your lap times you just uh you finish 16 laps 405 and that's it sure there's no lap times nothing you could you could
1: you could mathematically do your average lap time but you had no idea what your heater was
0: and you can't tell if anybody missed a lap right and that was that probably happened a lot back then
1: did that start fist fights
0: anywhere I don't remember that starting fights people didn't get um, cra- around here people didn't get courageous with the race directors until the early 2010s sure it's like yeah you, you want to uh, people shouldn't get courageous with the race directors. yeah it's a bad leave us
1: alone let us we're doing a stressful job that is relatively thankless
0: yeah i mean we get things let let us do it but so let's see what else do i have because we've gone through the 510 we touched on the mnrc a little bit
1: did you hit on ioc
0: I did not hit on IOC. I do not like what's happening with the IOC and the IOOC or whatever. Or Tell me about it. IIC and IOC. So when I see posts like what Scotty posts, it makes me tired because it's too long. So I kind of <laughs> got the gist of it. They are not having that at a casino anymore.
1: Oh no, where's it going?
0: Seven oh two raceway. Why so, is that a
1: bad thing? That's a that's a pretty good track, isn't it?
0: Oh, it's a fantastic track. But okay. now it's just another race. There's there is sure. nothing special about this race anymore.
1: And the, and you've do you have then local advantage?
0: Oh I'm sure there that is point. I'm sure there is. And then now, sure. now this also hurts around the country. People don't realize this. Scotty would buy the carpet, and then after the weekend was over, he'd sell it to uh, whatever local track got the bid. Sure. So a local track would get excellent carpet at a fantastic discount. That's pretty darn cool.
1: Yeah. That w- That's cool on him.
0: Yeah, and now that's got To
1: put that brand new stuff out there so your race has ridiculous traction. And,
0: yeah. Yeah. So that's That's gone. a bummer. Yeah. And there's something cool. So Jamestown has a race. It was in February, but they moved it to January this year, and I did not get to go because they moved it on my daughter's birthday. Sure. They have a race at a hotel, and it's great. It's so (laughs) nice going in between rounds and taking a nap (laughs) or sitting in the hot tub or whatever. There's a yeah. restaurant I didn't I might have left once that the whole weekend at Jamestown. Sure it, there's just something nice about it and that would be a nice thing about the um, about I've never been to the IIC. I've wanted to go. That's no longer on my list. I hate to say yeah. it it's just another race. Why not go to Denver instead? Why not go down to the Snowbirds? Snowbirds is a uh, hotel race. Sure. There, there's nothing special anymore. Scotty announces, big deal, that's his job. Go to Asia. <laughs> go somewhere else. He's announcing it every weekend somewhere, making his money. He's incredible. He is.
1: God, the voice on that guy.
0: Oh, for sure. And his race directing is on point every time. Absolutely. So yeah, it's I mean I don't know. I I saw that and I'm like, "Man, yeah, it's a nice facility, but who really cares anymore?" Sure. Speaking of
1: Vegas, uh Silver State coming up.
0: I believe Max Mort is staying in the United States for that one. That's exciting. But yes, Silver is he gonna
1: State He's going to run He's going to run Pro this time, right? Not
0: Expert. Right. I believe so. I don't think he ran at Silver State last time. I believe he ran at PNB. He ran at the DNC. DNC. And then he just ran at PNB, and he's there. He ran in pro at the PNB. He made the A main, but I guess it was a bit of a shit show. (laughs) So. I didn't
1: catch that. So, yeah, Silver State's coming up. You said he's going.
0: He Uh, is. I believe so.
1: It's the second race in the New Orleans casino, or no? Are they at? Are they at the Silverthorn?
0: I don't know where they're at. They
1: might be at the Silverthorn. That's the one that's way out off of the strip. Uh, they got that Bass Pro Shops or whatever it is. Yep. Um, but anyway, I was wondering, did you look at footage from last year where it looked like, like, almost no water got put into that track?
0: Yep, and that was a big issue. It's one you think thing that's that going to track- be the same. I hope not. It's one thing if the track blows out, because you had to build a track in an emergency situation. You would have time to prep her properly. But come on. These guys know what they're doing. Get water. The, the in.
1: only thing I liked about it was that an old school guy from back in the day before high, high traction yeah. went out and whomped
0: on everyone. I forgot who won that. That was Tebow. Oh yeah, Tebow. Uh he was in that changing generation. Yeah, but he, you know, he's 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 pretty old. To, yeah, to he, still
1: be winning top races like that—that's cool.
0: He got his feet wet with gas truck. Sure. And that's if you're gonna race nitro. Kids these days don't have that anymore. Getting your feet wet with gas truck and then going to A scale, you get a set of skills that you don't get when you start with just A scale. You get sure. so Learning much throttle control. A ton of throttle control. A ton.
1: Having respect for your car so it finishes the race.
0: Right. Having respect for your rear tires. <laughs> I mean, a set of red IFMAR pins, you try to get a half hour of those, out of those. Good luck, buddy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I hope I hope they have a good racing surface. It, it was hard to watch the yeah. main last year. It get it got so dusty and it didn't come off all that well on camera, but um they get most of the big guns there and I'm kind of fiending to watch another big gun race.
0: So, you know what's going to be a big gun race that I don't know if it's going to be this round or the round after, the RCGP. That yeah, looked like May it was 3rd. That looked like it was going to start out and die. But then guess what? They got Ungaro for a round or two. (laughs) Then they got Jorn Newman. And they got a couple of associated guys. Besides Ungaro, they got another one. Is McBride doing it? I'm not sure. I think so. They got... I wanna say they got Cav for a round or two. Sure. So
1: Yeah, they got Ronafalk, they got Ogden, they Cavalleri, Max Mort, Juan Carlos Canas, Jorn Neumann, Martin Walanka, Kyle McBride. I mean we everybody was worried that, you know, just because Mayfield wasn't gonna be there, that there wasn't gonna be star power. Lee Martin, Robert Battier. I mean pfft.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. it's huge. It's gonna be huge in it's gonna be streamed on a surface where the service itself—it's like YouTube of extreme sports. They get like ten million hits. I don't remember if it was a day, a week, or a month, but it was something like that. They get
1: and they're starting in Manila. They're starting at an amazing track.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's the Philippine Masters, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, and they have a. RCGP2 class for hacks like us.
1: <laughs> yep, exactly.
0: So it's cool though. It's just like motocross. They have teams of two guys. Um, you have your factory team, but then you have, let's say, Joe Schmo's team that they're running team associated, but there's not going to be a team associated decal on that vehicle. Right. So uh, you, you have that. You have a really good race format. You have a short main day, and you have a long main day. I really like the concept of it. I'm
1: really excited to watch double 15-minute mains. Yes. Yes.
0: They had that argument on the JQ rant on the No Name podcast, him and Jeff went at it. Jeff is like, "Why do we need 30 and 45 minute mains?" And I kind of agree with them. You don't. You need one pit spot, pit stop. Uh, hear my cat in the background.
1: <laughs> is that is that a, I want food or I want pets or what?
0: Both. <laughs> Both.
1: I got cats, I feel you.
0: Yeah, I know, but she only comes and bothers me while I'm in here. Like, I'll be building a ball diff, and I'll be putting together the thrust washer, and then all of a sudden she'll just run into my legs. <laughs> so
1: I don't get that. Mine, mine heavily prefer my wife, which is good on them.
0: So Yep, yep. What else do we have? So, RCGP, that's going to be fun, and it's going to be streamed, and it's going to be professional.
1: Yeah, I, I can't wait. I can't wait to watch that. Um, the other thing I have for you is just a quick question, yep. and it's it's b- more about like background information in the sport. Reedy, um, the Reedy race for touring car is coming up, and sweeps got the bid for the control tire, and they've been getting a lot of bids for that lately. And I was just looking for a little bit of background on how that happens, why a small company like that is looking to do it, that kind of thing.
0: Well, there's a couple reasons. Sweeps, you don't really hear too much of them in off-road. Because in off-road, they they make good tires, but they're like the fourth or fifth or sixth brand down the line. They're not your first choice. Even though... Hey, did you see uh, that chart Alec Hins made for each MNRC track and what he ran?
1: That, that family is just awesome in general.
0: They are. But in the on-road side, they're pretty big. They really are. They're, see, that's
1: news to me because uh, you know, the only thing I know about on-road so far is 12 scale at Dollar Hobbies. So.
0: Right, right. So there's a couple things that go into that. The owner of Sweep, he could be... Very good at greasing people's palms. <laughs> he could be undercutting everybody like crazy. Like, I remember one race we went to, it was Jamestown in 2018 when they had it um, in February. They picked JFT tires for 12 scale because we could get them for 13 bucks a set. Both. For four? Yeah. Wow. If we were to do a CRC control tire or a BSR controlled tire, it would have been eighteen bucks a set. What year was that? Twenty
1: eighteen. Oh, so you you get them way cheaper than retail then? Oh yeah,
0: for sure. Because I mean they're
1: they're like twelve. 12 a set or 13 for fronts and 14 for it's like 27 bucks before tax to get a full set
0: yeah control tires are usually cheaper than whatever they are retail because you're usually buying them in bulk sure um yeah but or besides the greasing the palms sweep the guy at sweep he could be friends with a bunch of track owners. Like I remember one year, the one time I tried to run rubber touring car, Paula Mew. I love him. And I love gravity RC, but man, he's got to stop it with the tires. (laughs) Just needs to stop or figure it out. He was, he still is great friends with brandon skews so the touring car tire was gravity and i talked to a bunch of guys about the gravity tire and they said in comparison to sweeps and there was another brand in there they said they're they're a b tire for sure sure so you also have that aspect i'm not exactly sure why people are picking sweeps but on the on-road side they are pretty big Sure. And
1: I'm starting to run out of stuff, but uh, something cool and personal is I had an idea pop into my head. I don't think it was put there earlier by Casey Wright. I heard earlier in the year that he was going to work on putting a nitro motor into a Techno ET410, and he has been working on it. I got pictures from him of it fitted yep into a chassis he's really um, good at that stuff he's pretty far along he it looks like he's at a stage right now where he's trying to figure out what he's going to do for brakes. i think that's the biggest thing that gets him on all of his projects for sure and so that's awesome like he's close and i was thinking of trying to do all this stuff and i'm not a machinist and i I don't have the background so it would have been a hack job and i'm like well shoot man when you get there I'll be your first customer. I don't think
0: he's a machinist either.
1: I th- Well, he's done He's done enough of whatever he's doing to be comfortable with
0: it. Well, like, he comes up with the prototype, and I know with sure. the GT5, Tim Sletton made his chassis for him when oh, it went cool. into production.
1: And he's got a bunch of irons in the fire right now. Aside from all the wheeling and dealing and everything, we'll get back to that in a second yeah. that he does on Facebook. So he's working on a GT410. Yep. He's working on a GT210. Yeah. So that's the that's the one with higher priority for him is getting a two-wheel drive Techno and then he's still working on the GT either 6 or 6.1, I can't remember. Yeah, he's I guess it'd be a 6.1, right? Cuz they skipped the 6 for associated. Right. Right.
0: He's he's trying to bring back a dead class. And he he's was... a
1: mega tinkerer.
0: Fairly successful with the GT5. Yep. I'll be honest with you. The amount of work those GT5s took, I don't think he's going to get a lot of repeat customers with the GT6.
1: And I get that. I, I don't know that he's really doing it to try to you know pad his retirement.
0: Oh, he but. does. Everything he does is there. there's a good reason. He loves doing it, one. But he would not do it if there wasn't a good enough profit margin.
1: Okay, I'm going to be honest here. I don't think there's a huge market for this GT410, but I am the market. I'm totally going to go this route because I I want to do that with my Truggy during the summer because I don't race much in the summer, so I just want to go have fun.
0: I don't think he'll put it in production. Right. I, I think that'll just be a little pet project. I know the GT six if he does it'll be production. I don't know if he'll have the same success. Right. I hope he does, but I don't know if he will.
1: Yeah, it's like where do you around here anyway, where do you run it? You you should be running a, a vehicle like that at a tenth scale off road track and we don't have any of those anymore. It would've we've been, got it would have been Jerry's R C to yeah. play at.
0: It would have been perfect at like Jimmy's or something like that, but
1: yeah, it would have been great at Wheel Brokers, but we didn't run any nitro there. No, it wasn't in the, allowed in the
0: later years. Yeah. So, but
1: a GT four ten that'll work on a eighth scale track.
0: Oh sure, sure. Um, he we'll we'll see what he comes up with. But did did you see his archaic find the prototype find? and he actually gave it back to the family?
1: No way. So I'm going to pull up Midwest RC real quick. so I can. But you can go on and talk about what it is. I'm just going to get there.
0: Well, there was a x 2 or XXT, excuse me, what am I thinking? Prototype of a conversion to a nitro truck. This is something that Lozy themselves were actually working on. Casey Wright got his hands on one. It was one out of two made. But then uh, he posted it in the old school RC group. And a guy goes, hey, where'd you get that? My dad designed it. He's no longer with us. I'd really like to talk to you about getting it back. I don't know if there is financial exchange, but whatever. But Casey's like, yep, it's got to go back to this family no matter what. So...
1: He's a super cool dude.
0: He's a salt of the earth guy. It is. And I hate to say that it. That thing but is so clean. I would have said to the guy, Sorry, buddy. Well, you know, I can't say I would have. I would have him and hawed about it a little bit. And it I'm fifty fifty 50 if I had that truck if it would have gone back to the family. I'd like to say <laughs> if it, it would has have,
1: intrinsic value to you like that. And such an emotional attachment, I'm sure that guy wouldn't have any problem paying for it. Yeah. And Casey wouldn't have to feel bad about that either because, you know, he he found it.
0: He paid money for it too.
1: Exactly. He didn't get for clean, Joe.
0: It was mint. It's like it had never been ran.
1: It looks like it's never been ran.
0: Yes. I don't know. As a cool find from him, did the thing work? I'm sure it did. Do you did. know
1: anything about it? I, or?
0: I bet he did not fire it up. I never No, se- no, no. I
1: just meant in general.
0: Like, did the vehicle...
1: that Was a double XT anything to write home about in regular form?
0: In regular form, I had a double... I had every Losey ever made up until the 22, and I've never had a 22. Sure. The double XT... Was okay. The CR conversion really made that truck pop. Sure. It was really pushy as a double XT, and the CR conversion made the truck turn. Chad Lundahl won the Minnesota State Champs with the um, pre production double XT CR.
1: Where was that race at that
0: time? Fargo. He got to Fargo. Gil Losey Sr handed Chad a crappy plastic bag with a chassis, some arms, and whatever else was there. And he goes, you're converting your buggy and your truck right now. So he had a, you know, haul ass to get this stuff ready for practice, and he won truck and took a very close second in buggy (laughs) with a brand-new car he's never raced. Gil says... That's impressive. Yeah, Gil goes, yeah, you're, you're racing this. It, it was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, well, how do you say no to him, right?
0: No, you can't. He's the nicest guy in the world. So, I don't... I've... Oh, man, my, my speech has been getting worse. I bit my tongue doing jiu-jitsu today. <laughs> it, it's getting... Yeah, hem-
1: I think we covered everything. That- oh, one more thing. Yeah. I don't think we touched on um you know chris martin has has been trying to diversify what he's doing with that building the 510 raceway in foley minnesota yep last weekend he held the demo derby oh god and it looked like a blast
0: it was so loud (laughs) dude it was loud he,
1: I, I was watching the video as... I, I probably shouldn't say this. I was watching the video as I was cruising around in my Pepsi truck yeah. in downtown Minneapolis. So I, I wasn't listening to the volume, but right. I caught the action.
0: So it drew a crowd, which is important. Awesome. He got entries. I don't know if he charged the club, because the club set up their own thing. Chris didn't set it up. Chris just moves... Move some uh, pit tables for the guys, and they set yep. their own gig up. So I don't know if it was a flat fee or if he got a piece of the entries or what, but there was quite a few more. Like initially, two or three showed up. I'm like, oh, this won't be anything. And then all of a sudden, there's like twenty of them.
1: Was it? Were you there?
0: Yeah, I was there testing oh. my new setup. Okay. And uh, it was loud, <laughs> but hey, they like it, and they wanted a place to run, and Chris provided it.
1: I'm super into stuff like that. Um, if like if he can make that a regular thing, that that goes so far towards you know paying his light bill and
0: oh yeah, I guarantee paying his heat bill. Yeah, for sure. I bet his I bet his electric bill is bigger than his rent. It's gotta be. Yeah, for sure. So. All right, yeah, let's end this. I'm just done. <laughs> hey,
1: good luck at the Spring 10th Scale Off-Road Champs.
0: Thanks, yeah, I'm going to leave my podcasting stuff home Get it, get it done home for then. the Minnesota crew. Yeah, I'm going to leave my podcasting stuff home then because you're not coming.
1: <laughs> well, I'm going to need to hear all about it.
0: So. Oh, I, I guarantee I'm going to do an episode. Perfect. So, all right, we're going to add this. Um, I'm Joe, and with me is Ryan, and we've ran out of talent.